Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. At the end of the last podcast, we were talking about the love Romeo and Juliet feel for each other. Now, you may wonder why their parents reacted so strongly against this. Well, there are three main possibilities. Firstly, as we have seen, Lord Capulet has worked very hard to find the right man for Juliet, and he believes he has found him in Paris. Secondly, just days earlier in Act One, Scene Three, Juliet has suggested that she will do her best to like Paris and to accept this arranged marriage. So her sudden refusal comes as a great shock to her parents. Thirdly, as it was not usual for women of the noble classes to work in Shakespeare's day, daughters were rather a burden on their families until they could be appropriately married off. In a patriarchal society where women were subservient to men, they were dependent on their male relatives and therefore had an obligation to them. Daughters had a duty to accept the marriages arranged for them, so that they were no longer a drain on their parents' resources. Once married, they were expected to provide children and to run the household. Husbands were given full rights over their wives by the law. A wife effectively became her husband's property. And it was also usual for Elizabethan women to bring a dowry or marriage portion to their marriage. This was a sum of money and perhaps also goods and property that the father would provide to pay the husband to take the daughter off his hands. It is also important to understand that sex before marriage was not socially acceptable, and this is one of the reasons why Romeo and Juliet are so quick to tie the knot. Interestingly, it is thought that Shakespeare himself married the much older Anne Hathaway because she was pregnant with his child. Romeo and Juliet's marriage then is very countercultural. Not only are they from rival families, which makes their love doomed from the outset, but their marriage also breaks all other norms relating to marriage in Elizabethan times. They marry for love, not status or money. There's no arrangement by parents, and there's no dowry. There are other differences too. For example, in the implied equality between the couple. We will explore all of these things more later on, but it is important to note that the first time Romeo and Juliet meet in Act One, Scene Five, their lines form a perfect sonnet. They both contribute to this equally. Furthermore, they show themselves to be intellectual equals in this scene. When Romeo begins speaking in the imagery of shrines and saints, and Juliet proves herself just as able to flirt using this language. Finally, when Juliet is waiting for Romeo on their wedding night so that they can consummate their marriage, she says that she has bought the mansion of a love but not possessed it, just as she sees herself as sold but not yet enjoyed. In other words, she has made a commitment to Romeo, but has not yet enjoyed the full expression of this, i.e., their sexual union, just as he has made a commitment to her. There is a mutuality and equality in this between the bride and the groom, which is very countercultural. The third and final aspect of Elizabethan context that is important to explore briefly is honor. As status was so important in Shakespeare's time, a lot of characters make decisions dependent on how others see them, and in order to protect their family name. 
There were different expectations relating to honour for men and women. Men were expected to be strong and to defend their families and friends. Women were expected to be pure and to bring honour to their families through their submissive and polite behaviour. In Romeo and Juliet, honour is particularly important to the characters of Tybalt and Mercutio. In Act 1, Scene 5, Tybalt overhears Romeo's voice at the Capulet party and is very angry that a Montague would dare to turn up. In a rage, he tells his uncle, Lord Capulet, and announces that he will not endure Romeo. When Lord Capulet urges him to calm down, Tybalt replies, Why, uncle, tis a shame. In other words, he considers it dishonourable to allow Romeo to get away with this outrageous behaviour. Tybalt believes that he will not be a man if he tolerates it. It is for this reason that he later challenges Romeo in Act 3, Scene 1. Similarly, in that same scene, Romeo refuses to fight Tybalt and Mercutio can't bear it. He describes Romeo's apparent weakness as calm, dishonourable, vile submission. In other words, he thinks it is unmanly and inappropriate not to respond to a challenge and he judges Romeo for it. Obviously, there is dramatic irony at work here because the audience knows what Mercutio and Tybalt do not that Romeo has literally just married Juliet. So he has a good reason not to fight Tybalt, and indeed, it would be dishonourable if he did. Lord Capulet's arranged marriage for Juliet is also a question of honour. Having secured a good match for her, if he acquires a reputation for not being able to control his daughter, his honour among his friends will be in tatters. He will be a laughingstock. Honour and behaving honourably is therefore very significant for some of Shakespeare's characters in this play, and the audience is led to question what being honourable actually means. So, when you write about context in your GCSE exam, remember these three things. Firstly, Shakespeare's female characters would have been played by boys. Secondly, marriage was an arranged contract based on social standing and money rather than love, and in which women had no say. Thirdly, the concept of honour was very important. So given how different life is now, do you think that the play can still have the impact that it had in the 16th century when it was first performed? Reflect on whether you think the play is still relevant and why it is still one of the most performed of all of Shakespeare's plays. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next part. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.